Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Randy Carriker is on vacation. Mark Saxon sitting in for Randy. I'm Michelle Smallman. It's 8.37 in the morning. That time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. And let's talk a little blues hockey. The Blues and Kings tonight with pregame here on 101 ESPN with Alex Ferrari st- starting at 8 p.m. Let's talk about it with the Hall of Famer, Famer Bernie Federico as we head to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Good morning, Bernie. How are you? Good, Michelle. How are you this morning? Uh, We are doing great. Thanks so much. Well, uh, the Blues just continue to get some bad news on the COVID front. You have Brandon Saad, Ryan O'Reilly, Ville Husso, and now Kyle Clifford, who's been placed on the non-roster COVID protocols list. It just seems like even though the Blues are off to a great start, that they can't catch a break when it comes to guys getting put on this list. Well, it's kind of crazy, Michelle. I think you look at all the teams in the National Hockey League, they're all kind of got one or two guys that are on the COVID list. So I don't know what's going on right now, but let's hope that uh, these are minor setbacks that all the guys are going to be uh, okay and everything. But, I mean, the Blues, I think, have proven they've got plenty of depth. So it just seems that another guy needs to step up forward and, and take the place of whoever's going to be out. Bernie, I want to ask you, I, I keep hearing about all the depth that this Blues team has on, on, in terms of forwards and goal scorers, potentially. And I want to see if you could kind of put that in context for us for other eras of, of Blues hockey. Because for me, you know, I, I lived on the West Coast a lot of time. I kind of fell out of hockey. But I, I grew up with you and Wayne Babbage scoring a lot of goals in the early 80s. Like contextually, what what how much firepower on the front line could this team have, maybe compared to some recent eras of Blues hockey? Well, I don't know if it's if it's that much deeper, Mark. It's it's kind of it's just that the, the situation. I mean, they all play the same style, and I think when you look at, uh, I mean, being able to step in, um, you know, just adding the sod and which Navish this year. I think that was one of the things that Doug Armstrong did that really kind of solidified the, 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 the you know the core up front because I mean you've already got O'Reilly you've got Perron uh, you know two guys on one line you've already got a Shannon you've got a Kyrou who's played so well you've got a Tarasenko and you've also got a a Thomas playing on the third line so when you've got those guys together already then you add you know Sunquist is out now he's almost ready to come back you got him and Barbershop so I always look at duos all the time so you've got two guys that have really played played together. Uh, for a long time, now all of a sudden you add a Bucinavich and Assad. I, I think that's where you see this depth there because uh, you know if, if, whether you need them to check, whether you need them to score goals. And I think you can always teach people how to check. Mm-hmm. That is one of the things. And checking to me is just really, uh, for the most part, uh, it's, it's you know positioning and it's also hard work. And everybody can do that. Anybody can do that if you put your mind to it. But I think it's the talent side of it, the skill level. And I think when you look at the school, skill level that the Blues have now, each one of those guys that I mentioned has the skill level. Uh, they've all know how to check because that's really is Craig Groovy's system. But I think it's the fact that they all have that extra bit of skill that they can 
if they needed to score, they could do that. And when you have four lines that can do that right now, you miss a guy, you move a guy up or down the ladder, you still are in a situation where you still have three of the four lines that are going to be able to score each and every night. Bernie Federico joining us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. And Bernie, we mentioned the Blues and Kings tonight at 9 p.m. Central Time. That opens a four-game West Coast road trip for the Blues. The Blues have the Kings and the Sharks back-to-back. And also, as we mentioned, Billy Huso now in the COVID protocol list. The Blues were calling Joel Hofer from Springfield in his place. Do you imagine that the Blues will use Joel Hofer in this trip? And if so, where, where would you anticipate he gets used? Well, to be honest, Michelle, if he's going to use them, it's probably going to be tomorrow night. It would either be actually tonight or tomorrow night because you'd think that you would uh, have back-to-back games. I mean, that's a tough trip uh, from L.A. tonight to uh, uh, San Jose. A lot of times San Jose, they've got a curfew there, so you have to actually fly into Oakland, and then it's about a 45-minute drive, hour drive from Oakland uh, into San Jose before you can go. Guys get to sleep you know, way late tonight. But, I mean, I watched Joel Hofer yesterday in practice, and he did not look out of place. I mean, he's a big kid. Uh, and he may be ready for that first start. Now, who knows if that's going to happen? I mean, uh, I mean you know, Jordan Biddington is, is very capable and willing to, to play back-to-back games. It's up to what the coaching staff wants to do. But, um, you know, I, I think that it's, it's kind of almost like good to see what you've got. Uh, you know, San Jose has got six or seven guys out of the lineup. Uh, because of COVID as well, uh, although they did win again last night, so they continue to be winning without, uh, you know, some key people in there. But uh, we may see Hofer real, really quick. But, uh, you know, it's again, it's what, what Craig Brewery would feel that he's got. And, and I think it probably has a lot to do with what Jordan Biddington wants to do. A lot of times, uh, Bernie, you hear people talk about what a challenge a West Coast swing is for a hockey team from, you know, you know, either the central time zone or the east time zone. What, what are the challenges of that? You mentioned some of the travel difficulties. But, you know, I think back to, you know, the, on the baseball side, you'd see the Yankees or the Red Sox go play the Angels or maybe a team they're better than that better than but they would just really struggle and then you'd think you know they're playing at like midnight on their body clocks do you remember that being an issue you know when you would go you know there weren't as many west coast teams but what do you think do you think it's just a a time zone thing that makes those games so challenging yeah, I think that's part of it. And I think that, you know, again, when in my day, it was kind of a nice, it was like a vacation. You're going out to L.A. It's kind of <laughs> nice warm weather. So, boy, we, you know, it's hard to concentrate on what you're doing. Uh, but I, I think that for the most part now, I mean, it, it's just another, it's another trip now. I mean, everybody's on a charter. You know, we were not on charters. It was the travel was hard for us. We sometimes had connections. We weren't even in a on a direct flight out there. But, I mean, things have changed now. Everything is, is, is pretty simple now. Uh, they get out there. I mean, they, what? They left 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon, so they would have got there, what, 3.30 or 4. Uh, they had plenty of time to get acclimated to things. But, um, you know, it is. It, it, you know what? The teams, it, it depends on what the team. I mean, the, the the teams out the West Coast now are not that good. I mean, Anaheim, and, you know, and, and L.A. And, and San Jose are all three teams that are really kind of struggling. And, I mean, if you, you see where they're picked, they're not even picked to make the playoffs this year, all three of those teams. So it makes it a little easier when you go out there. But it is. I mean, the, the travel is. I mean, I, it makes no sense to me, to be honest with you. I mean, they play in L.A. tonight. Why wouldn't they play in Anaheim tomorrow and then play San Jose on Sunday? But scheduling, they got to get, you know, you, all you have, it's a 45-minute drive from L.A. to Anaheim. It makes no sense. You got to get to the airport. You got to fly all the way to San Jose, and then you got to fly back to Anaheim or back to you know L.A. to to play Anaheim. 
uh, on Sunday night. So <laughs> the scheduling is crazy, which makes it difficult, but uh, it, it is. It's the National Hockey League. It's, it's professional sports, uh, so you can't make excuses. you got to play them all, and you got to play as best you can. Yeah, the scheduling really is a head-scratcher. That's Bernie Federico, the Hall of Famer, here on 101 ESPN. Bernie, thanks so much for the time. We'll talk to you again next week. Always a pleasure. You guys have a great day. Thanks, Bernie. And again, Blues and Kings tonight with pregame with Alex Ferrario starting at 8 p.m. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.